Hey everybody, this is Keith Loy. I'm the founding senior pastor of Celebrate Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for joining us, and it is my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. Hey Celebrate, this is John, one of your church planners out in Brandon, South Dakota. God has been so faithful this year. I wanted to tell you about this spring we did a series that you're familiar with called Unshakable. As part of that series, I just want to share with you one of the stories that came out of it. So my name is Alex. I uh, started attending church one Sunday morning. It was the first day of the Unshakable series, and John spoke to me that entire service, looked right at me the whole time, and he said, hey, you need to build community. You need to get out there, and we're hosting these mixers, and I started going, and I met so many incredible people, and after the mixers ended, we still get together just last night for a family dinner, so I just wanted to say thank you, Celebrate, for providing me that community. Hey, Celebrate, Pastor Sheldon here down in Canton, South Dakota, and uh, so grateful for the support that you folks have shared with us. Um, I would like to share with you just a few things that that we've been able to do over just even in the last year here. In the last year, we've had uh, four weddings. Uh, We've got a fifth one that's, that's about to happen. Uh, We have had 11 baptisms. We've had 12 commitments, recommitments in the last year. Um, We've been able to uh, uh, come together with three organizations here in town that that, uh, help those who are in need and we've been able to team up with them. And so we've been able to help with backpack programs giving kids meals, that sort of thing, um, and, and helping those who can't help themselves, those who are struggling. And so it's from your support that makes that all happen, your support to help us to get up and running and us to be able to become an intricate part of this community. And we're very grateful for that opportunity, and we just want to say thank you. Hey, Celebrate, Jeff here with Celebrate Community Church of Yankton. You know, for the last three years, our family has had the privilege of loving people and helping them to meet Jesus. And God has done some amazing and awesome things. And I'm standing right now in our brand new facility. This is the old Moose Lodge down here in Yankton. And this Easter Sunday was our first Sunday in this location. And we decided to open it up in a big way. We invited all the residents of Pathway Shelter for the Homeless to come down here and we cooked them an amazing Easter brunch and we got to serve them and love them like Jesus. And we are so excited for all God is gonna do and all the people that God is gonna bring through those doors so we can help them to meet Jesus. Hello Celebrate, my name is Trisha, and I am a home church pastor right here in our home. Whether we're out just walking the dog or out in the community, we are loving God and loving people right here in our neighborhood. It kind of brings welcome home to a whole different level. So thank you for your support. You are definitely appreciated. Hi Celebrate Church, my name is Milt and I am your church planter in Del Rapid, South Dakota. Actually, I'm Celebrate's first church plant, which was about 15 years ago. In fact, it'll be 15 years this September, and a lot has happened over these 15 years. But for just a moment, I want to talk about this past year. Because this past year, we learned a lot about ourselves. We've learned a lot about what we can do and what the church can do. And what we've concluded is, as long as we open up and let God work in and through us, there's nothing we can't do. But what I really want you to know today and what I really want you to celebrate along with us is over this past year, we surpassed 1,000 known salvations at Quarry Rock Church. So thank you for your support, for your prayers, your faithfulness, and your generosity. Hey, Celebrate. My name is Josh Tangeman, 
And my wife, Heather, and I are your home church pastors in Sibley, Iowa. And we just want to say thank you for all of your prayers, your support, and encouragement. It wouldn't be possible without you for us to have a home church there. We've been blessed every week with new members, with new voices in our community coming out to seek out what Jesus is doing in our lives. The change of heart we've had has been amazing and how he's formed us in to giving us a love for the lost and to seek out the unchurched. So we thank you for all of that. It wouldn't be possible for us to be doing what we're doing in our community without that. So to you, we say thank you and God bless. Hey, celebrate Pastor Carmen out here in Missoula, Montana, where we planted a church two years ago. And we wouldn't be able to do this without your prayers, without your support and encouragement. And I just want to say thank you so very much. Here's some things that God has been doing for us this past year. We've baptized four people. We've also been in three different locations and most recently launched our very first public service. In that service, we saw 55 people come together and we celebrated our very first Sunday together. Thank you so much for being a part of what we are doing. We're continuing to see lives changed. We're continuing to see people step up and really understand what it means to follow Jesus Christ. And you're a part of that. Thank you. Hey, what's up, Celebrate Church? This is Monty with Meadows in Omaha. I am so excited to give you a snapshot of what God has done over the past 12 months. Over the last year, we've seen 116 people give their lives to Christ. We've had 25 people baptized and we're planning another 25 here in the next few weeks. One of the gals, one of the students getting baptized upcoming, here's what she wrote when we asked her when she gave her life to Christ. She said, one night at the youth ministry, we talked about our value. That even when I feel worthless or others tell me that I'm worthless, that Jesus loves me immensely. For days after that service, I kept thinking about what we talked about. I prayed about the difficult things going on in my life and that I didn't want to face them alone anymore. So for the first time, I trusted God with not only my problems, but I trusted him with my life. Celebrate, this is what you're investing in. I mean, your generosity, your prayers, your impact, your heart for church planting is changing lives forever. And I'm so grateful for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And God bless you. Hey, Celebrate, I'm Wade Coffey with Story Church. We are your church planters here in Fargo, North Dakota. And on behalf of the church, I just wanna take a moment and say thank you for your prayers and generosity. Over this last year, we've seen this church grow in their commitment to God and to each other and being more missional, engaging the community around us. And in generosity, we've given away thousands and thousands of dollars to local shelters, homeless shelters for families and for single women who are pregnant. And so again, thank you. We love you. God bless. Isn't that just awesome? And uh, to watch people, many of these come to know Christ in this congregation. I think of uh, Wade and Chelsea uh, up in Fargo uh, found Christ right here at Celebrate and what God's done, raising them up, sending them out. I think of that with Monty down in Omaha. And of course, Casey Comstock was with him, who's now planting out of the Omaha church. And, you know, Monty will tell you, uh, he was a party guy, wasn't a follower of Jesus. And now he just gives his life away. But here's, here's the great myth. Some of you are sitting here right now going, yep, that's what God's doing in their heart. It's, it's the great myth in the American church. 
And I know that, that, that I will keep my foot on the gas, that some people will choose to hear something as optimistic, some people will choose to hear pessimistic, and I believe this, you hear because that's the state of your heart. Just, just know that, okay? It's never what the person's saying. Somewhere we're going to have to own it. It's what you choose to hear what they're saying. Think about that with Christ. I mean, I I get you would say, well, Keith, you're not Christ. I mean, you're going to get it wrong. Yep, Jesus never got it wrong, and the church hung him for it. Just think about that for a moment, because that's what they chose to hear. I just read this morning out of John in my time uh, in the Word, and uh, what what, uh, the the disciples were were traveling with Jesus, and he's healing people. And you might remember the story of Lazarus, and and it's really kind of an interesting story because a guy dies, and he's been in the grave for four days, and Jesus brings him back to life. You know, stuff that happens every day. And, uh, you know, pretty big deal. And the Bible says that when Lazarus came out of the tomb, there were those there who believed now in Jesus, and yet it floored me as I'm reading it. And yet many went away and conspired with the chief priest for what he had done. That just blows my mind. The only thing I can make out of it, those are the in-laws, okay? I mean, <laughs> we liked Lazarus dead, you know? But, but it blows my mind to think about that, but that even happens today. It happens today. But God has a call in everybody's life in this room. And I'm gonna keep asking this question. What does it mean to be a Christian? You, you, you don't answer it out loud. You just need to answer that. If you right now say, I'm a, I am a Christian, why? Why? And think about your answer. Now, let me tell you what the Bible says. You no longer exist. If you claim you're a Christian right now, you don't have thoughts. You're supposed to have Christ's thoughts. The word of God becomes your authority. God will never ask you your opinion. If you're a follower of Christ, according to the word of God, the moment you go, but you're not following. There's just the word of God, the truth. Every one of us deserve hell. That's where we're going. The only reason we get to heaven is because of Christ. And the only way you get Christ is to die to self and take on a new nature. The word becomes your authority and the spirit now is your voice by which you live. Anything else is not Christianity according to the Bible. It's according to you then. Everybody here, this is not our home. This is not our home. And yet think how many people right now, and and, and if, if I'm wrong then you explain to me what's going on in our country right now. You must love it. Because the moment you go, well, think, what's wrong then? Because 95% of Americans say they believe in God. So someone help me understand what the problem is. Somewhere we've got we've to stop for a moment and quit thinking about ourselves and think about the kingdom of God and realize that's where we're going to spend forever or not. And Jesus said, I didn't say it, Jesus said, so please don't get mad at me. I just try to read the Bible. Be mad at the dude that wrote it. Because that's really the issue anyway. Jesus said, narrow is the gate that leads to life. Narrow is the gate that leads to life. Narrow is the gate that leads to life. And few will find it. Wide is the gate that leads to destruction and hell. And many will go down that road. 
That's what Jesus said. And if we become a church, see, I don't see hopelessness. I see hope right now if the remnant of God says, we're going to die to ourselves, take up the cross and follow Jesus. I'm here to tell you, we will watch the heavens open up and God begin to do things that only God can do. And that's the church. That's the church. And my question to you is, what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? You can always see what you want to see, but I am seeing, you know, I watch a video like this and I'm like, wow. And there's many more coming and one of them sitting right here. I love this man. I'm just telling you, I love this man. And uh, this, this is just definitely a man who knows what it means to die to self. And so Michael, I, this is Michael, Michael Midland. And uh, Michael, I, wanna, I want you to share just briefly your story because you were a child born into a world. You were a child born into the world, great dreams growing up, probably playing in the dirt like I did, playing with your friends, and uh, a derailment. There was a derailment. There's a moment in life that you begin to start growing and following. Tell us about that. Well, hi, everybody. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Mike. Uh, I grew up here in Sioux Falls. Uh, you know, and I had a normal childhood. Uh, both parents in the home, two younger brothers. And, um, you know, my parents made sure we had good experiences when we were young. And, uh, you know, when I was 15, I started messing around with drugs and alcohol. And it did not take very long for the legal problems to start after that. And, uh, you know, by the time I was 17, I got my girlfriend pregnant. And we decided that we were going to get our own place. And uh, <clears throat> so we moved out. And uh, two years later, my first two daughters were born. And... Um, you know, we tried, we were really young, and uh, the drugs and alcohol just put an added strain on that relationship, so we separated, and uh, that was really hard for everybody. And, um, you know, it, uh, for me, the, the legal problems after that just continued and gradually got worse. At 24, I was looking at my first felony, and with uh, 10 years pen time hanging over my head, um, that was enough to scare me into sobriety. And... Um, you know, <clears throat> I made it just short of six years there, and I've had a lot of accomplishments and uh, owned a successful business during that time. And um, towards the end of that six years, or right before that mark, I suffered a shoulder dislocation, and not even thinking about it, the pain meds that the uh, doctors prescribed me led me into a relapse. And, uh, you know, I just never even saw it coming. And... Uh, you know, the years to follow that were very much the same as the years before. I, uh, you know, more legal problems. Um, had two more children, a daughter and a son with two different women. And, um, you know, it just it progressed to this point where uh, I just didn't even know what to do anymore. Um, you know, I'm trapped in addiction, huge medical debts, um, child support that I can't keep up with. And, uh, you know, I, I just didn't even know what to do anymore. But, but God, and yeah. you hear me say it often, I love what? Big butts. Okay? But God. But God. Yep. 
And things are about to change, which I love the redemption of God. And I'm just going to say it. Don't care where you've been. Don't care what you've done. The cross is bigger. And I'll say it again. Care where you've been. Don't care what you've done. His grace is sufficient. And he can, he can cover a multitude that we can't imagine. No matter how people want to push you down or how they want to beat you up, no matter whatever it is, the cross of Calvary is a redemptive cross. And he can take what is so bad and turn it into so God in amazing ways. And Paul is right. I can take all things and use it for my good. You love me. You just love me and watch what I can do. The world is great about suffering and pushing people and reminding of the past, is it not? Praise God, it's all about what lies ahead. That's what Paul, Paul said, I press on. And God's about to do something. Tell us about that event. Well, uh, about right the time that I realized all this, um, you know, and at 38 years old, I finally realized that this is what my life had become. And, uh, you know, I was just all out of answers. And uh, this guy that lived below me in my apartment building came up and knocked on my door one day and just thought that it was weird that he was there, and he asked if he could come in. He didn't say much. He just walked straight over to my dresser and picked up some pictures that I had sitting there. And he started looking through them, and as he got to the end, he asked me, are these your kids? I said, yeah. And he just turned and looked me straight in the face and said, you know, brother, all you got to do is ask Jesus Christ sincerely and truthfully from the bottom of your heart, and you'll be forgiven. Don't you want that? Don't you want to save your kids? And he set the pictures down and walked out. Man, I was, I was mad. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, you know? Like, you don't know me. You have no idea what I'm going through, no idea what I've been through. And at that point, I'd been doing meth every single day for a year and a half, and I didn't know how to stop, and I was afraid to think of what would happen if I did. And uh, about a week later, I was just sitting in my apartment all by myself, and I just could not get those words out of my head. And uh, I, Don't you love the seeds of God? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know how how lovely are the feet of those who bring good news. I just love those words. That dude, I, I could just see him walking out the door, door closed, and he's like, "Yes, <laughs> I love it." Go ahead. So, um, you know, I, I figured I'd try it. I had nothing to lose at this point, so uh, I confessed everything, and it was the first time in my life that I was just completely and brutally honest with myself. And uh, for the sake of time, I can't get into all the details of what happened next, but I truly had a Moses burning bush, Paul on the Damascus Road type experience. And coming through that, I was immediately freed from all, all of my addictions. And um, <clears throat> You know, and I, I used to think that that's what changed, but... Um, that's only what happened. What changed is when I decided to respond to what happened. And by that, I mean that uh, the act of salvation requires a response. Otherwise, the salvation itself becomes meaningless. And um, Say that again. <clears throat> Say that again. The act of salvation requires a response, or the salvation itself becomes meaningless. And... Uh, <clears throat> You know, this is, this is all throughout the Bible. Um, I, you know, I think of the parable of the money bags in Matthew 25, 14, and then again, uh, the second chapter of James, beginning in verse 14, they both address these things. And, um, you know, it's, when I first started reading my Bible, I, I understood little to nothing. 
And, uh, but I was told that if I read that book, those pages would come to life and it would speak to me. And I remember the day that it happened. I, man, I text my mom. I text my oldest two daughters. I even text their mom, and I'm sure they were thinking, oh, man, here we go again. He's back on the stuff. <laughs> but uh, it was very powerful. And uh, from there, I started taking what I was reading, and uh, I started putting that stuff into practice. And um, I allowed the Holy Spirit to work in my life and uh, just direct and change me. And I think lots of times we view the word as like a set of rules or things we need to follow, but it's the, the character and the qualities that walking according to the word develops. And uh, that's where the change really starts to begin. So, You know, Mike, one of the things we've talked about, and I want you to understand who's sitting here and, and what God's laid in my heart. It, if you'd like to know more about his story, this is one gentleman you want to have lunch with. You need to have over to your house and spend time with. Um, the, the, it's, it's truly a Moses burning bush moment. Unbelievable about what God did and, and really uh, revealed himself in an incredible way in Michael's life. But Mike is a brilliant mind. Like he is a brilliant mind. See, what happens, I think, sometimes in the world, and, and I, I, I get it from a humanity standpoint. You look at a guy here, he's got a ponytail, hats on backward, he's got the tats going down the arms, and, and uh, you know, he's, 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 he's sporting hula hoops in his ears, and, uh, you know, um, you know, it, you, you, you know it, you, in the moment we do, we want to play judge and jury. And, and, and we miss the incredible creation that he is of God. Regardless of the choices you make, God's plans don't get, if you will, uh, pushed aside. That, that's the problem with the devil that we need to understand that happens in the victory of Christ. You can wander all you want. God still has an incredible plan. And, and, and I, almost, I almost look at Michael and think, you know, when, when he was growing up, obviously the devil went, oh my, this guy's gonna mess things up for me. And really worked on him. I mean, there's almost a part, if you've had a squeaky clean life, maybe it's because you're not doing much, you know. Um, I, I just, I mean, I mean I, that's probably not true, so don't run into that too deep, but it's worth thinking about. Um, but, but this guy's a brilliant mind. When I met him, I was like, whoa. And so he, he's in our education system. And I, I went out, I've had lunch with him multiple times, and I told Michael, I said, Michael, I want to invest in you because... God has given you a brilliant mind. Like when you're in class and all the students are in the class know this. When he starts speaking, everybody's listening. There's an incredible gift of wisdom about discernment, understanding the word of God, bringing it about. And I said, Michael, you're going to teach. I want to invest in that. And so he's in, he's in pursuing uh, to finish his four-year and then to get a master's. I'm going to help him get a doctorate because this, this, he's just brilliant. He's just got an incredible mind. He is a great one to sit down and have a conversation. If you're looking at passages in the Word of God, unbelievable mind-setting here. He's, he's wonderful to talk with. And so part of him setting up here, as I told him, I said, um, get used to this. And, he, and he, he, it was funny. He goes, you know, when I was going through the questions you were going to ask, he said, I was halfway through and I went, ah, I know what Keith's doing. <laughs> and uh, uh, I just, but I want you to share 
from your heart. You're an amazing evangelist, discipler. I mean, your life is pouring into people every day, walking with and meeting people on the street. Um, God is really, if you will, like the Apostle Paul has this call on your life. You look at the church today. You look at the state of Christianity as it is. What goes through your heart and mind? What would you want to say? Um, you know, I just kind of see, man, honestly, I see a lot of uh, the, the gospel and the religion that was presented to me was very hypocritical. It was just people telling me what I needed to do and what I should be doing. And if I wasn't doing that, they were mad at me. And, uh, you know, I see a lot of hypocrites. I see a lot of inactive people just sitting, uh, you know, I've come to sermons and going to church changed the world and never, everything would be different, you know, but it's not. And, uh, we need to be actively participating because the salvation is, is a one-time event, but the sanctification is a process. And uh, we need to be actively participating in that. And, um, you know, a lot of that is just, uh, it's, a, it's attraction by, by uh, you know, your attitude and your example. I get so many people that will come up to me and start talking to me and asking me questions, especially at work, um, just because of the way that I treat other people, how I'm acting, um, you know, and all those, like I said, all those qualities and those character developments comes from walking according to the word. And, uh, you know, salt and light, we need to remain attractive in our message. And, um, you know, one of the first sermons, I've told you this before, first sermon I ever heard you preach is you said, nobody cares how much we know until they know how much we care. And um, forming relationships with these lost people and things like that is going to allow us to be able to speak into their lives, and that's where we can kind of urge them along. And um, for me, it is, I know where I was and I know how awful it was and I see people hurting and struggling and I want them to have the same experience and meet the same Jesus that I did. I love that. I love that, Michael. I love that. I have one little last question. You know, when people look, you, you, you are a child of the king. And too often, I think sometimes people think that when that happened, your entire life was just fixed and corrected and everything's great now. Is that true? That is not true. <laughs> um, but talk, talk through that. But, but there's this incredible peace about you, this incredible joy. Connect, connect those dots. Um, you know, I think the kind of misconception and when I first became saved I was like man everything's going to be better and all this stuff's going to be fixed and it's not Um, you know I'd like to say to anyone who is struggling with addiction or who is you know freshly coming out um, think how many years it took to get to the point that you arrived at for me it was like 20 years of just digging this hole and I just never stopped and uh, it would be completely unreasonable to think that within a week or two weeks or even a month that I would, I would get out of that. But, um, you know, the, the peace and the internal joy and all of that is something, like, it still just blows me away. I'll be laying in my bed at night, and it's just something that I always sought after but could never find. And um, it is there. It is real. It's just, like Scripture says, it surpasses all understanding. That's so good. It's so good, Michael. I want want you to listen to this because if you know me, what drives me, I think about all the years that my wife and I have been here, 22 years. 
and uh, come October, it'll be we'll basically celebrate 22 years that the, that our first service on October 3rd, 1999, took place. And I think about how much has changed. I think about some of the things that we've done, and and I celebrate all that. But it's but it wasn't the event is why we did what we did. It's for people to meet Jesus and experience the life-giving gift that, that God wants to give us through Christ. It's not about church. It's not about, it's never been that way with me. It's not about, you know, just having sermons, you know, as Michael said, singing songs, going through those motions. Um, it, it, without sounding pessimistic on it, it didn't work. If it worked, then explain to me the state of our nation and our country. See, I still believe that Christ said, you lift me up, I will draw. I still believe the local church is the hope of the world. I still believe the great days that we're in and still are before us. And if we as a church say, well, we've got to fix things. Well, let me, let me make it real simple. The fixing isn't out there, it's here. It's quit thinking if we could get the right person in the White House, as you might see it. I don't know how to help you with this, but the church is split on that. The church is complete, the American evangelical church is completely split on who's in the White House right now, who was in the White House previously, who was in the White House before that. The church isn't united on that. So obviously, then we stop and go, well, they're wrong. And, the other, and if there's another side, they go, well, they're wrong. See, that's what we've been doing, exactly what Satan wants. Folks, we're all wrong, only Christ is right. And the word of God becomes the authority. That, that's it. It's there. Okay, I, I said that if Jesus Christ was elected president, this country would not get better. If Jesus Christ was elected president of this country, it would not get better. Because it doesn't matter who the president is, if it's Christ himself and what he's legislating, if the human heart isn't changing. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's who I am today who I get to be today and the people I'm going to be around, how I'm going to walk through that. That's what Michael's saying. Every day of my life, do I still face challenges? Yes, but I'm not facing them alone. I'm walking them with my Savior who will not fail me, who will not forsake me. The word of God is my authority. It truly changes your life and that's what I'm doing every day. And his world is better. When we start realizing it's not what we get, it's what we give and how we give it. It's dying to self and letting God resurrect us in his image of what he desires and to pursue that with everyone we want. I, I don't know how to say it. It's as simplistic as that. I hope your IRAs can be of everything you want. You still die. I don't know how to help you with that. Gain the whole world, lose your soul. What we do with the name of Jesus Christ is the greatest investment we'll ever make and the returns are unbelievable. 
And when we live in that, it's crazy amazing. That's why we're focusing on the next series. We're going to talk about the amazing promises of God. They're only amazing when you believe them, but belief doesn't matter. It's when you live them, regardless of what's happening around you. And those promises always come true. They never return void. They're amazing. And it's what, it's what matters in my, it's what I've given my life to. And what I, I, I believe that God is raising up a church called Celebrate and the multiplication of it, the education of it. That's why I, I would love a day when, when, when everybody, this is what we're doing on Tuesday night. Everybody's in the room and we're looking at the word of God and we're seeking with everything we have with one another to grow, to be in the likeness of God. That's our authority because then that becomes how we live in the world around us. See, we're not going to contextualize the church to the culture. The church has always been established by Christ and we're going to lift him up no matter what. And that will change the culture. That will change culture. I'm just telling you, it's true. So I, I, I just want to encourage you. Education, multiplication. What is God doing in the waves that are before us? The answer is in us. His name is Jesus. Last week, older crowd, I cannot tell you, I told you from the stage, you're the most wisest, smartest people I know. I sat with a couple this week who I just dearly love. Their lives have been changed a little bit, COVID and all the things. I get all that, but I had a chance to just be them because I just love them. And there's so much about their lives that I learn from them. And I want to thank you for so many of you who are wrapping around a young person. You have so much to offer. I don't want you to think you don't. And they desperately need you. Not all of them are going to listen. That's okay. But there's a lot in this room that are so hungry to be around you and you just love on them and you just pour into them. And trust me, they're listening. I know this man right here. He'd love to spend time with you. He's so hungry to learn. I really believe there's things you're going to learn from him and a relationship's going to be built. It's going to be crazy cool and amazing. It's just awesome. God is all over him. And I think about the day when he's standing up and teaching and just, just God using him to multiply. He's truly an apostle Paul, you know, that was once lost and now found and God used him to change the world. And I see so many people that know Michael are nodding their head. He's such a joy to be around, but so are you. So are you. This is the coolest congregation. I'm just telling you, I look around, I see some of your faces and I'm like, wow, these are amazing people. Let's walk in the incredible confidence and strength of God and watch what he will do through our lives. And we're going to see, we're going to see literally thousands of lives change. Amen to that. Let that video, we're going to put it out on our website. You need to just keep watching of these church planners. These are people who are once lost now found and how God's ripple effects are just changing the world. Many of you know Jeff and Elaine down in, down in uh, Yankton. Their marriage was coming apart. They were in two separate places going through their divorce. They came to separate services here. Both surrendered to Jesus. God put their marriage back together. And now they're giving their lives away. It's just so cool. And that is just so many of those stories over. They just make me smile because that's only what God can do. Only what God can do. And I love what only God can do. Amen to that. So, so let it. Let it. We're going to be talking about days that I want you to think I would, I want to, I'd love to spend more time with you, bro. I, and we're going to spend time, but we're going to do more of this now in the future. But would you just thank Michael for just being here and, and being a part of this church? I love you, bro.
Father, I just thank you so much for this church. Yeah, this is not your maybe typical weekend, and, but I, I wanted our people to, 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 to hear some things that are going on, to receive the invitation, but at the same time as Reed was sharing, that God, I pray that they, they feel the sense of heavenly applause. I think of all of the financial resources that have been invested in this church and how it's changing, changing communities because people like Carmen out at Missoula, Rod down at Lake Andes. I think of Monty and Milt, Tricia. God, just so many of lives that are being changed and transformed. I think about the words of Milt there in Del Rapids. 15 years, 1,000 people plus have come to Christ because he said yes. Was he scared? Yeah. Did he feel inadequate? Still does but faithful to step out. A man who was a police officer. And you just changed his entire life and direction. Wow. God, that's true to everybody in this room. It doesn't mean they're going to jump out and be in full-time ministry. At least in the sense of maybe a, a title called pastor or having a church, but they do have a home. They have friends. They have a job. That's their pulpit. They don't have to wait for some calling to do what I do. When they're a follower of you, they're called right where they're at. But God, I pray that they feel the incredible applause of just all that they've given and the lives that it's changed. And and yet I really believe what Reed said. We're We're just tapping it. We're just beginning. There's something beautiful before us. And Lord, I get the fears. There's a lot of that in our world today. The fear of acceptance, the fear of losing a job, the fear of all of that. There's so much. And then you bring something like COVID in. It only heightens it for so much. I get it. But the Bible says perfect love can remove all fear. And this is a time to, as Michael shared, being salt and light in our world. Just love, a smile. Today, maybe a pat on the back. Just a word of encouragement. And the world just got to be a little better. And no one should do that better than us as your children. So I pray today that maybe people receive the invitation. Maybe that I need to, I I want to be involved in a class just to grow. I don't have to take it for credit. I just want to learn more because God, I, I want to be used. God, maybe there's some you are stirring in their lives and it's time to make some significant steps. God, I pray that they would, by faith, regardless of what they feel, just step out. But in all of today, I pray this one thing, that God, they will sense your love. You're not mad at anybody. You're not down on anybody. You're not disappointed in anybody. You love everybody here. As we get ready to launch a series next week, God's amazing promises, Lord, I pray that we would come, bring our word, bring the Bible, maybe on an app, whatever it is, they'll bring it a tablet. We're going to open up the word. We're going to look at what the Bible says. And we're going to unpack promises, promises that do have a premise, 
The way we need to respond, again, as Michael said, a salvation that acts aggressively, that we would know you, and we would know that we'd know that we'd know. In our world, the world around us would never be the same. In Jesus' name. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past messages. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps so much. You know, you can click the share button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at Celebrate Church. For more content from Celebrate and to connect with us, go to celebrate.church. We love you and we believe in you. God bless. God bless.